Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, 6. Mother, What Are You Waiting For? by Yvonne Davy. Mother, what are you waiting for? asked the two girls. Yes, what was she waiting for? Did she expect to see a shining angel with folded wings, such as one sees in pictures? Or did she think someone might suddenly appear, someone with a strong, noble face and a kind smile? Mrs. Wood wasn't quite sure. The Wood family lived in Kitwe, one of the largest copper mining towns in Zambia, formerly northern Rhodesia, Africa. Mr. Wood had lost his job when he had accepted the Sabbath truth, but the family had not faltered in their determination to follow Jesus. Before long, Mr. Wood had decided to become a literature evangelist so that he could support his wife and three girls as well as lead people to Jesus and hasten the day when his beloved master would return. This Sunday afternoon, the Wood family had spent the day visiting Granny Becker, a dear friend. The two older girls, Heather and Moira, loved Granny Becker's home. Since they lived in a city apartment, they appreciated a big yard where they could play. Interesting flowers peeped at them from unexpected nooks in the garden. A gnarled old tree simply begged to be climbed, and of course there were a hundred interesting things to see inside the house. While the children were thoroughly enjoying themselves, their parents had an equally good time studying the Bible with Granny Becker. At last, Mr. Wood decided they had better start for home, for home was more than thirty miles away, and little Sheila's eyes were already heavy with sleep. They waved goodbye to Granny Becker, and the steady purring of the engine lulled the girls to dreamland. For once, even Moira and Heather lapsed into silence. It was 7.30 before they reached the tall red block of apartments that was home to them. Father took the sleeping baby, and Mother gently woke the older girls. Heather yawned. I'm so tired I could crawl into a hole and fall asleep. Me too, Moira agreed wearily. Without even a bite of supper, Father teased. Mother will have a bowl of soup fixed in no time. That would taste great. The girls brightened up considerably at the thought of their mother's good food. Up, 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 they climbed to the fourth story in the building, for there were no elevators. Sheila grew heavier with each upward step. At last, the family stood outside their own door. Father felt in a trouser pocket with his left hand. Then he shifted his little girl and felt in another pocket. Did you lock the door? he asked Mother. No, dear, you were the last one out, Mother replied. Yes, but I don't have the key, so you must have locked it. Look inside your handbag. Mother opened her bag and searched carefully through everything, but the key was not there. Maybe I dropped it when I bought gas in Chingola, taking out change, Father said. Here, you take Sheila, and let me take everything out of my pockets. The key may have slipped behind something. Father handed the sleeping baby to Mother. Rather frantically, he hunted once more, but the key was not there. Some people can open doors with a pocket knife, Father said, opening up his. Unfortunately, he wasn't one of those lock openers. I know what I'll do. I'll run downstairs to Mr. Belligan. He may know what to do. Father turned and hurried back down the passage to the stairway. Mother, I'm tired, Heather mumbled. She was so weary that her face was taking on an ashen hue. Mother was worried. She certainly didn't want one of the girls to get sick. Moira bent down, wiggled the knob, and twisted it. She pulled and pushed, but the door would not open. 
Why can't we ask Jesus to help us? Moira asked. Well, Mother hesitated. A locked door seemed so trivial. Mother, you taught us in our Sabbath school lesson the other day that if we want something, we must ask Jesus for it, Heather said. Let's pray right now. Mother and her two girls, for baby Sheila was still fast asleep, bowed their heads. Mother prayed, Heather prayed, and then Moira prayed. Moira added her own little bit to the end. Dear Jesus, please open the door for us. We're so tired, and besides, we have to go to school tomorrow, and if we have to sleep out here in the hall, we won't be able to get up in the morning. All was quiet as Moira's voice died away. Mother shifted Sheila to her other arm. Mother, what are you waiting for? asked the girls. Well, Mother really didn't know what she was waiting for. We've prayed. Don't you believe Jesus can help us? Heather said. Oh, no, not that, only... Mother was afraid to say what she thought. If she tried the door and it didn't open, would that destroy the children's confidence in God? My father, honor the faith of Heather and Moira, she prayed silently as she put her hand on the knob. One little turn. And the door swung open. Jesus did it! Jesus did it! I knew he could! I knew he would! Moira sang out exultantly as they stepped into their home and switched on the light. And he didn't need to send an angel or even another person this time. I guess it was like the way he opened the doors of the prison long ago, Heather said. When Father and Mr. Belligan arrived with a bunch of keys, they found Mother busy preparing supper and the girls setting the table. But, but, how, Father began. So you found the key in your handbag after all, Mr. Belligan laughed. Find the key? No, Mother didn't find the key. We didn't need a key. Jesus opened the door because we prayed. The girls interrupted each other in their excitement. Mr. Belligan smiled indulgently, but it was obvious that he didn't believe. The girls are telling the truth, Mother remarked. We continued to try to open the door after you left us, Father, but our efforts were in vain. So Moira suggested we ask Jesus to help us. And we're in. I just don't understand that. Don't understand that, Mr. Belligan muttered more to himself than to the family around him as he shook his head slowly. He retraced his steps slowly, meditating on the power of prayer. And Moira and Heather said a very fervent blessing as they tackled their bowls of hot soup. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.